And so our gospel, this gospel that is revealed in Romans 1, 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. It is a gospel that meets sin head on. It tells men that they're filthy and guilty and deserving of hell in the sight of a holy God. But God has the answer. God has the remedy to bring you into a right standing with God. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Always a joy to join with you to bring the message of the gospel, the good news that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came into the world to save sinners. And today we're going to be speaking on Paul's words, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And if you want to know more about the doctrine of justification by faith alone, this is the program for you. And toward the end, we'll have our little clip on Canada becoming Sodom. What a tragedy in this nation when those who promote this, this lifestyle of Sodom are in high places when they are made to be the role model and when this agenda is promoted in schools even to the destruction of families and even of the human body. This is a nightmare unfolding before our eyes. I never thought I would live to see it, but we are truly facing a great trend in society that is ungodly and wicked. And I invite you to stay with us for the program today as we let the Bible speak on Romans 1.18, not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. So stay tuned and may the Lord bless you through his word today. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we ask and pray these things. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice in this verse in your own Bible that there are two fours. The verse begins with for. That can mean because. It is the thrust of what the apostle is writing. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's the big statement. And then you will see that there are three more fours that back up that statement. The first one in verse 16, For it is the power of God unto salvation. And then in verse 17, you have another four. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Then the third one is verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Preachers are always delighted to see a list of threes in the Bible. That gives us a sermon outline right there. The three big reasons why we are not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Three logical reasons for this shamelessness to go and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these reasons I want to reason with you today. That's what preachers ought to do. They ought to reason with the congregation, calling you to the same convictions, the same certainties, and the same stand that we are not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. The first one in verse 16, the gospel of Christ is the sole instrument of God's power to save sinners. For it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, the apostle is very specific on that. It's the gospel of Christ. There really is no other gospel. Every other religion is not good news. It's not the news that comes from heaven. It is not the balm that binds up broken hearts or saves sinners from the depths of hell. But this gospel, this gospel that is focused upon Christ the sent one, that's what Christ means. He is the one sent by the Father. There was a time when our Lord Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, left the right hand of the Father. And he came down, down, down into this earth, born in Mary's womb. And he came forth to be our sinless Savior, a sinless man, born without sin. He lived without sin. And yet on the cross, he died not for his own sin, but for yours and for mine. And so this power of God is seen in the incarnation. It is seen in the miracle of the supernatural conception that led to the supernatural life of our Lord Jesus who lived 33 years the life that you and I should have lived, a perfect life, a life of perfect obedience, whereby he weaved a righteousness, a garment of perfect snow-white beauty that you may wear, that you might be accepted with God, and that you would have his eternal life. 
Now that power was also manifest on the cross of Calvary. Because while many look upon the Son of God, our Lord Jesus, there upon the cross with a crown of thorns crushing down upon his head, Calvary thorns that were finger long and they crushed into the skull of our Lord Jesus. And out from those wounds trickled forth the blood that streamed down his face and streamed down his body. From his hands that were kneeled upon the cross, the blood of Jesus was poured out. And then from his feet and from his side, when that Roman spear was plunged upward under his ribs into his heart, there came forth blood and water. And that was sinless blood. It was miraculous blood, but it was atoning blood. Blood that would cover over sin. That blood that would be sprinkled on the mercy seat, hiding from view our sins. And so this gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It was a work that no normal sinful man could do. No son of Adam could uh, bring about. It took the eternal, the sinless Son of God to bring about that saving power. Now we see that power also in Christ's power to convert sinners and change lives. Think of the Apostle Paul, a madman persecuting the church. He was on his road, the road to Damascus, to seek the blood of Christians, to imprison them cruelly. He was incensed against the Christian gospel and against the people of God. But what a change came into his life when that bright light shone on the road to Damascus, and that Pharisee, that Jew, Hebrew of the Hebrews, that religious zealot fell on his face, and he cried out, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? From a persecutor to a servant. And that is the power of the gospel. There are many here today, and I know that you have experienced that power because once you loved the world and you loved its sin and you loved your own way with your own pride and your own pleasure, but you were brought to bow the knee to Jesus. And what a change, what a difference to have Christ in your heart and in your life. You are no longer the servant of sin, but you are the servant of Christ and righteousness. That's the power of God unto salvation. And if you're not a Christian today, if you're not saved today, if you are not yet a believer in the Lord Jesus, you're a stranger to that power. And you might be trying to live a good life. You might be trying to turn over a page and do things 
differently. But you can't do it. You are powerless. And that's the sinner's problem. That's the sinner's confession. I hate who I am. And I hate what I'm doing. But I can't stop myself. But when we have the Lord Jesus in our hearts, what a wonderful change comes into my life. And that is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's what you must do. Believe on the Lord Jesus. Now, believing means that you receive Him. It means that you reach out the hand of faith to receive the gift of the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Will you do that today? There are young people, there are people who are perhaps new to this ministry and this church, and you have yet to believe and receive the Lord Jesus as your own personal Savior. Well, we are here today unashamed of this gospel because we can testify that it is the power of God unto salvation. That's the first one. Number two, we move on to the verse 17. Another logical reason we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the revelation of God's righteousness. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Now notice that it's revealed. It's not something that comes out of man's mind. Man never thought it. Man never even dreamed of it. But God has planned this. God has revealed this. The righteousness of God. What is this? No one in their wildest imaginations could have dreamed how unholy sinners could be made perfectly holy and stand perfect in the sight of a holy God. Such is the problem of sin. It is such a stain that it defiles a man from head to toe. And the question is posed, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Can you answer that? What is your answer to the problem of your sin, your guilt, your defilement, the horror of offending a holy God by your own filthy hands and your own filthy mind, the thoughts that come out of your own filthy heart? How are you ever going to be clean? in the sight of a holy God. In human terms, there is no way. That's why it required a revelation from God, and it has to be God's answer. Now, either you belittle the curse of sin, and you fake a remedy, or you turn to the gospel of Christ. Sometimes when you go to the emergency room in hospital, and you get a doctor who just wants to wash his hands of your problem, he will give you a false diagnosis, and he will say, it's nothing. 
You're worried about nothing. But what about my pain? It's nothing to worry about. And so to try and give you a false peace, he gives you what they call a placebo, a fake pill. Oh, it looks like a normal pill. And you take it there and then and you drink it down and you go off with the false peace that there's nothing wrong with me. But the pain doesn't go away. The sickness is still there. False gospels, the religion of men in this world, are like that placebo. It ministers a false peace. And it tells people there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a sinner. You're not guilty. You're not going to be banned out of heaven. You, deep down, are a good person. These are just a few surface problems, domestic issues, little faults and failures, nothing to worry about. That's the trap of the devil to take you to hell. And there are thousands upon thousands this morning who are in churches that are hearing the gospel of a false peace, what Jeremiah called peace, peace, when there is no peace. And we will not be part of such a religion. It's a religion of damnation. It's a religion that is dishonest, deceptive, and leads sinners to the darkness of hell. And so our gospel, this gospel that is revealed in Romans 1, 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. It is a gospel that meets sin head on. It tells men that they're filthy and guilty and deserving of hell in the sight of a holy God. But God has the answer. God has the remedy to bring you into a right standing with God. Now, what can we say about God's righteousness? Let's come to terms with this. We must understand it. If it's the true gospel, if it's the only gospel, if it's the remedy for sin, then we must understand this. It says in verse 17, for therein. That means it's a gospel righteousness. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. And so it's God's righteousness, not ours. It's not something that you produce. It's not something that you perform. It is not even out of you. It comes out of God. It is a foreign, alien righteousness that comes down from heaven in the person of the Lord Jesus. And it is He through his perfect sinless life, puts to your account the garment of perfect holiness 
righteousness that makes you right in the sight of God. So it must be God's own. It must be provided by God. And it had to be earned by the obedience of the Lord Jesus through his 33 years, from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the cross, our Lord Jesus was preparing, weaving a garment of righteousness that you may put on, that you may be clothed and made snow white, standing perfect in the sight of God. You're listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher calling all Canadians back to the Bible. What has happened to our beloved Canada? We have plummeted to the depths of sin and shame, and multitudes don't care or don't know that sin always brings consequences. God has said in his word, Be sure your sin will find you out. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Yet Canadians are like Lot. Every day they are getting deeper and further into Sodom. I don't think Lot thought he would ever live in Sodom. He saw the green pasture for the cattle. He cut loose from Abraham to make his own way as a businessman. It's where he ended up that ought to scare us. He saw the city of Sodom. He went to live in the city, and he also took office in that city, even though his soul was constantly grieved by its sin. And he was there when the angels of the Lord visited with a pronouncement of judgment upon that place. I know there are many who some years ago would never have gone down the road to Sodomy, nor planned to get involved in it here in Canada. But the pressure of the world has drawn them in. Lot was led out of the city by those angels. He, his wife, and two daughters were pulled out. Let me ask you, what is it going to take to get you out of Sodom? God's judgment is coming upon all forms of evil. God's wrath will fall on Canada. He will not long tolerate the open defiance of his laws. Canada has gone from taking the Ten Commandments out of our schools and public forums to instituting the very things that the Bible condemns in those Ten Commandments. Men thought that society could live in a vacuum of neutrality on moral issues, but they cannot. When morality was sucked out, the madness of rebellious men rushed in to institute a new culture of immorality. It is time to refuse the lie that God doesn't see or doesn't care. Look at what happened to the cities of the plain near the Dead Sea. They were judged by fire and brimstone. They were wiped off the map, and everyone living under its control were gone. Sodom and Gomorrah is a warning to people of every age that God will not ignore our sins. God will soon judge the wicked who defy his holy standards of morality. Every soul needs to heed the warning and get out of the thinking that men and women can go on endlessly in the paths of sin. 
To do so with profit, go back to the Bible. Read its message and then heed its warnings to flee from the wrath to come. If you truly repent and turn to faith in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. All who will not heed God's warning will be judged. And do not be like Lot's wife who, from out of the city, looked back yearning for her sinful life. It's not enough to know about the sins that God hates. You must hate them too by turning away from them in repentance and by turning to the Savior who was sent to save us from our sins. Will you turn from the world today and be saved? Will you stop in your paths going on and on towards Sodom and today turn to the cross of Calvary where Jesus suffered for all our many sins? By his blood you can be saved even from the sins of Sodom. In the New Testament, the church called Corinth, there Christians worshiping the Lord who had been delivered from such sins. Paul the Apostle said of them, Such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are justified, ye are sanctified. You need that testimony of cleansing from your sins. Then you will be saved from God's wrath, free from all condemnation, and sure of heaven. This is what the Bible promises in Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And the Spirit will never lead you in the way of the sins of Sodom. Flee, my friend. Go to the cross today and be saved. Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak Today, and this is Pastor Ian Golliher. I hope that the gospel message of the picture of the Lord Jesus suffering, bleeding, dying upon the cross has gripped your heart. Balance that with man's sin and need of the Savior. The Lord Jesus is the Savior you need. No matter your sins, no matter your iniquities or background, the Lord Jesus came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. And if you know that you're lost, if you know that you have no hope of peace with God on human terms, you need the Lord Jesus to become your Savior. And he will interpose, he will plead for you as your advocate, and the Bible says that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now please feel free to give me a call or send me an email. And coming up very soon as all the announcements. But uh, the website is ltbs.ca. ltbs.ca. And please join us again at this time on this station tomorrow as we Let the Bible Speak. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.lbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music.